Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Jason Dacey, uh, filling in for Lin Lee today. Uh, we're turning our attention to the chef landscape here in Singapore. Just recently, we saw reports of eateries in Johor Bahru across the causeway in Malaysia struggling to employ and retain their cooks. And that's because, as they claim, that many of their local cooks or chefs are returning to work in Singapore again after borders reopened post-COVID, as they could earn as much as three times the pay in the little red dot as compared to working in Malaysia. But is the chef landscape so rosy in Singapore? And what challenges are out there for our chefs here? For more insights on that, we're joined by Eric Nyo. He is the president of the Singapore Chefs Association, who's actually in Dubai right now to judge a culinary competition. Good morning, Eric. Uh, Very early where you are now. Thanks uh, for getting up. It's around uh, 3 a.m., I believe. Good morning, Jason. How are you? Yes, Thank you I'm very fine. much for having me. You're, we're talking about a topic that's uh, very close to my heart because I've lived in Malaysia and Singapore, and I always remember meeting Malaysian chefs in Singapore and, and especially hotel workers, restaurant workers. So how would you assess the employment landscape for chefs and cooks in Singapore right now in terms of opportunities, especially coming right off the bat of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, I would say that uh, the current uh, employment landscape for chefs uh, in the industry in terms of opportunity is good. I mean, uh, more and more restaurants are opening up and um, we do see a lot of opportunities for chefs or cooks as more restaurants are opening up as well. But um, we do have an issue uh, because uh, manpower crunch is always an issue for us in the industry. Yeah, I mean, across Asia Pacific, we are seeing this ongoing manpower crunching, including in my birth nation of Australia. So what would you say um, the issues are in Singapore compared to Malaysia? And how difficult is it to hire and retain staff in the F&B industries? Yeah, so during the pandemic, actually, we lost uh, quite a lot of uh, Malaysian staff that went back to Malaysia. But as we reopen, uh, we are trying to get them back. But during the uh, pandemic, I think uh, most of them has also made other plans to, to maybe have a change of career or so on. So even though now uh, getting back uh, staff from Malaysia, you may see uh, a better return. But um, there are also more restaurants or hotels opening that the um, workforce may be distributed to other channels as well. I'm always intrigued about the process of bringing in foreign talent from Malaysia in the F&B industry. Is it actually easier to hire foreign labour as opposed to local chefs? Tell us uh, about that. Um, in, indeed, in the past, uh, you know, or even currently, we're trying to look for more foreign talents after the pandemic. But uh, there is also a uh, always a quota issue depending on uh, which uh, establishment you work for uh, and also the landscape that the industry is providing. Uh, the numbers that get distributed, diluted. So getting foreign talents is also a challenge uh, for some hotels or restaurants that's in Singapore. And what about wages? How are, you know, Malaysian chefs paid compared to Singaporeans? How does it work out when it comes to the dollars and cents? After all, we're Money FM here. Yeah, I think um, especially wages or I would say even even other um, raw materials have gone up after the pandemic. Likewise for wages, it has also uh, increased a little bit, has some adjustment made. 
uh, of course, I mean, Malaysian colleagues that comes over from the causeway to work in Singapore with the currency exchange, it's very attractive for them to come. And uh, we do see more and more of uh, uh, these colleagues coming back. We're speaking to Eric Nyo. He is the president of the Singapore Chefs Association here on Money FM about uh, the situation when it comes uh, to chefs in Singapore and Malaysia. Yeah, so with the crowds returning to the restaurants, it's great to be out and about and seeing packed restaurants and, and cafes. How much has that helped the restaurant industry owners in terms of overcoming overheads, which are going up all the time? Oh, this, is, this has helped um, a lot. Actually, the restaurants are, are filling up, you know, with that, you know, um, they have also come up with more restaurants. People have more choices as well. But uh, surprisingly, uh, even with more restaurants opening up, there is still a lot of uh, attraction that, that people is going to dine out and uh, filling up restaurants. And that has helped in terms of um, the overheads for the restaurants and hotels. And when it comes to chefs who are from Singapore, born here, how much do you think there is incentive for them to go into these kind of um, industries? For local chefs, I think uh, there's a lot of opportunities here. Uh, Likewise, there's also a lot of movement within the industry. Um, But we do also see uh, some of our local talents uh, not only having opportunities here in Singapore, they have also given opportunities overseas, especially in uh, countries like Taiwan or even as far away as Norway. All of them are working in Michelin stars restaurants. And what do you think the draw is of those countries when it comes to attracting chefs away from Singapore? It'd be hope that the best chefs, are, you know, stay in Singapore so we can enjoy their wonderful food. I think this is like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a circle of life that uh, people would like to travel to see the world. And especially um, countries uh, like Norway, you have abundance of seafood, uh, a lot of nature ingredients. Chefs uh, like to explore we like to go around, travel, and uh, and also our menu creations come from our uh, experience of travels around and uh, ingredients that we use across the board. And what kind of salary can an experienced chef make in Singapore, given the high demand for labour at the moment? Yeah, I think the salary for, for chefs has, has always been um, quite consistent. And um, after the pandemic, there are some adjustments I would say uh, it's, it's, it's a promising career uh, that I would encourage anybody to take it up, you know, even if you're a fresh grad from a culinary school. I mean, you've had a great career. What do you think the best path is for a, uh, an aspiring chef in Singapore? What's the best way, you know, should you train uh, first or what should you do, do you think, to, you know, get the best out of your career? I think, of course, uh, going to a culinary institute, you know, to get yourself to the industry, have a very good base, good foundation in terms of culinary, uh, also understanding the theory behind so that uh, when you actually work in a real kitchen, as it gets busy daily, uh, enjoy the time. And I'm sure uh, with that good foundation, it's going to be a good career for you. But of course, it takes uh, a lot of hard work behind. Now, Eric, you're actually in Dubai, as I mentioned, um, judging a culinary competition. How much awareness is there of Singapore food as you travel across the region and across the world? How, how much do people know our wonderful food here in Singapore? Yeah, I would say that uh, Singapore cuisine is very well known globally. Wherever I travel, anybody would always ask me, knowing that I'm coming from Singapore, asking me about Hainanese chicken rice, chili crab, and so on. Uh, this cuisine has been well exposed especially in Dubai. Um, I would say um, some of the uh, people here, they have visited Singapore and they have 
all these uh, local cuisines uh, embedded in their mind, and uh, they always look forward to coming back to Singapore to enjoy them. Well, Ryan and I are getting a bit hungry. After the show, we're probably going to get a, a local breakfast. So what's your go-to Singapore breakfast as a, as a chef? For me, uh, you know, for chefs breakfast, we have a long day, especially uh, we wake up quite early in the morning to start our day. Um, I would usually go for my uh, toast, my kaya toast with butter and my local coffee. Well, that's a great uh, choice. Very simple and inexpensive. Uh, so, Eric Neo, all the best uh, with your travels, and hopefully the situation will will calm down when it comes to you know retaining cooks and chefs here in Singapore. We really do appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us here on Money FM. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg, or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.